0: and And we are are the extra extra sisters sisters. so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to another haunted happy hour and i'm gonna ask you to use your imagination and go to our instagram (laughs) because we're gonna talk about creepy fucking tv shows that were made for children but they i don't know if they like they all say they didn't intentionally make them scary but like the collective idea is (laughs) here they were terrifying or had characters that looked really scary and the 80s it was the it was an era called the 80s and
1: yes at least
0: most of mine were 80s
1: I think a lot of mine were like across the board 70s 80s 90s yeah now this all started I don't even remember what haunted happy hour we talked about it in but it all started because I talked about a show called the Rimini Riddle which doesn't exist anywhere really there's like one episode on youtube that you can find that's it this whole show people basically talk about it as being almost like an amnesia they're like oh my god did i actually watch that i swear to god i did but then there's no information anywhere that you can find about this and it's a show about very like possessed things or killing or like the one episode that is online is about a man breaking into this kid's house in the middle of the night while he's there alone his aunt has gone out and this man is telling him that he's being rude it's just it's a very weird creepy show so amanda and i were like there's got to be more out there that are fucking weird
0: yeah and like a lot of them are like innocent premises but then like the characters are just off the fucking wall
1: Right. There are some though there the premises aren't necessarily so innocent, like the Remini riddle. That's yeah. a crazy one. But I have a couple on here too that are a little what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or like cultish characters. Or I I have one from Brazil that is like <laughs> About that you know like y'all were right who who made that I have questions <laughs> you know yeah so yeah we'll we'll talk about them and I say go over to the Instagram because we're going to put photos of some of these characters on our Instagram so
1: yeah a lot of what makes these creepy sometimes is what it looks like
0: well that's like most of mine to be honest yeah absolutely yeah.
1: And that's the first one that I have, actually, that I'm going to start off with is just like that. And this is Liftoff. Liftoff is an Australian children's television series that was developed from 1992 until the series ended until in 1995. Each episode featured a live-action storyline about a group of young children and the problems they encountered with growing up, their parents, and various other social issues. Episodes would also feature segments of short animation, puppetry, and documentary segments, as well as various songs, stories, and word games. Aimed at three- to eight-year-olds, the series was linked with the school curricula through the Curriculum Corporation of Australia. The different episodes used stories and locations to explore subjects such as jealousy, loneliness, and anger there are many characters but most notably there is a rag doll named EC with no eyes and honestly you guys the opening theme is just weirdly creepy you should just watch <laughs> it it's just
0: fucking weird sometimes like the music behind the characters too like they'll be saying yeah. like this is just an example there's not actually one like this like let's go over our abc's but then the music is like and it's like jesus fucking christ what
1: yes yeah, I don't know who thought of a a puppet that has no eyes. Like his mouth is sewn shut. He it's just creepy.
0: The fucking puppets in like the seventies and eighties. And I know we have Sesame Street over here, but you cannot tell me that Sesame Street puppets are like nearly as creepy as like some of these fucking puppets that we're talking about.
1: No, and you can tell that it's like, ooh, Sesame Street did it. We can totally do it. And then they just fail miserably. And then
0: it's super. Yeah, creepy. dude. Like Kermit the Frog is not creepy in comparison to like the I'm talking about one from Finland next. And specifically, I you have gotta look this up, Kristen. And I, again, if okay. any of you are evate can look up things on your phone, it's gonna do a lot more for you than listening and just like taking my word for it and i'm going to talk about people like experiences watching these shows because i found reddit threads and stuff but this one terrifying so this character's (laughs) name is called morso m-o-r-s-o so just google morso finland and it was based on a pug which is why i did it because you cannot tell me that looks like my baby (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. That was that weird. It, they said it was like a mix of a pig, a pug, and something else. It's fucking, it's, no. Who
0: did this? H- I need who is responsible. <laughs> like, what the? Now, an interesting thing about this is they did that on purpose. Now, most of them, when questions were like, no, we didn't make it terrifying on purpose. They actually did do this one on purpose.
1: They did. Yeah. So the
0: show is called Asi Morso Jamoru, I think. It's, I don't speak Finnish, but was a really famous kids show in Finland that ran from 1999 to 2001. So this one wasn't even like the 70s, you know? It was yeah. based on a children's book series by, whoa, <laughs> Tula Kallioniman. I, I probably butchered that. I'm sorry. It is known for having really disturbing puppets for a children's show, particularly Morso. According to the Finnish Wikipedia article, of the show, the show revolves around a donkey named Ossi, a cat named Moru, and a mouse named Morso. Ossi is a childish and timid, but his self confidence increases as the series goes on. Moru is stubborn and strong tempered, which often led Ossie and Moru quarrelling. Morso, on the other hand, is calm, patient, and wise, often intervening as the voice of reason when the other characters would argue. The series premiered on Finnish television network. Yle TV 2 on April 7th, 1999 and the last episode aired on February 6th, 2001. It only ran for one season and has a total of just 22 episodes. However, as of 2010, the show still shows reruns in Finland.
1: Why would you do that to the kids?
0: <laughs> a YouTuber by the name of Masinki has been up or has uploaded full episodes of the show to YouTube with English captions. So if you really just want to go go over there and you know show your kids this then uh, (laughs) you should because yeah making the show more accessible to english-speaking viewers additionally a youtuber of the name fluffy Enderpug has released a few english dubs on december 9th 2020 the entire series was uploaded on archive.org even children in Finland found Morso to be terrifying, according to the show's Finnish Wikipedia article. According to the director of the show, Morso's appearance was based on that of a mopsy dog or a pug. The same director also stated that Morso's nightmarish appearance was completely intentional, as the show teaches children about acceptance. Morso was made infamous on the internet when YouTubers Blame It On Jorge ranked him at number 11 in his video Top 20 Unintentionally Disturbing Kids Characters from Around the World. Except he wasn't unintentionally disturbing. They really did try to make him terrifying. (laughs) One episode's plot involves Asi kicking out more so out of fear. And another involving Aso and Moru attempting to make bread. So they didn't even want this character around. Because he was so ugly and scary looking. And that was part of the plot. Was like to teach kids like about overcoming prejudices. And somebody actually on Reddit that speaks Finnish said he was meant to be ugly because the show is about teaching that. In the beginning, shy and prejudiced character lived in a house all by himself and is very afraid of creatures like Morso. I don't remember all the details, but at some point Morso moves in and Aussie slowly overcomes his prejudices despite difficulties. And the Reddit thread goes on to be like, Oh, okay, so they they kinda got the point. But Yeah, so, but more so is, hmm. he's not even the most terrifying I have on here, though. Like. Yeah, I bet. There's a Brazilian one that kind of looks like a fucked up Chucky with a ball sack for a face. So. Balls. No, for real. Like. Great. We get there when we get there, but I just closed out a tab and I'm looking at him right now and I do not like the way he's looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) This is super unfortunate. All right. You're up. All
1: right. The next one I have is the animals of farthing wood. The animals of farthing wood is a British French animated series from 92 to 95. Hey, the same as I had last time. The first series followed the animals of Farthing Wood, who were forced to flee their homes after humans started destroying the wood to build suburban tract houses. Led by Fox and guided by Toad, the animals left Farthing Wood on a journey to White Deer Park, a nature reserve where they would be protected. The second and third series followed the relationships between the Farthing Wood animals, the White Deer Park animals, and outsiders, particularly a blue fox named Scarface, his mate Lady Blue, and Cub Ranger. Every episode usually shows an animal death in a brutal way, being hit by a car, impaled by a branch, and it has been jokingly grouped with Happy Tree Friends.
0: Dude, Happy Tree Friends is a (laughs) fever-fucking-dream. Yes. And the fact that they could compare, like, an actual Mm -hmm. kid's show to Happy Tree Friends? Yes. Yikes. Big Mm -hmm. yikes. I don't like it. (laughs)
1: I what was it called again? The Animals of Farthing Wood. I
0: know I'm interested.
1: I wanna watch it.
0: Maybe you can find new shows for your kids.
1: (laughs) I know. I know the creepy horror person in me is like, ooh, I'd check that out.
0: (laughs) Of course it was was also the nineties. Weird times, bro. Mm -hmm. Top five deaths in the animals of Farthing Wood. Ooh. That's a YouTube fucking video i love that the death scenes animals of farthing wood that's like there's several videos on the death scenes on there's a there's a buzzfeed article about the death scenes on animals of farthing wood if you're still traumatized by animals of farthing wood this one's for you traumatized (laughs) what is it like bambi that's
1: basically oh my god
0: oh my god the first gif is literally all of these rats impaled and bloody skewered they are skewered and this is a kid's show oh my god they are murdering each other oh my god (laughs) that wolf just got bit by a snake and just keeled over and that snake is straight up laughing (gasps) Oh no. (laughs) Oh my god, that wolf just got shot by a hunter. Oh my god. Your
1: reaction is great.
0: Y'all, go to this BuzzFeed article. Just look up Animals of Farthing Wood, BuzzFeed. And it's got gifts of every single, I know they're GIFs, but they're gifts of every single death. Oh my god, that bunny is crying because this wolf just killed its spouse or possibly child jesus christ who decided to fucking air this this Mm -hmm. oh and it got two seasons my this sadists and masochists or the cry mournfully for their dead children oh my god I guess we got to teach him about grief. There's literally a wolf (laughs) on his, like a child wolf on his back with all four limbs up in the air and a parent wolf howling into the air over its dead body. All right. Well, moving on, (laughs) I guess. Big yikes. And then there are ratings for this show, audience reviews. Five stars, my childhood, and I'm sure this show is where my love and passion for animals comes from. (laughs)
1: Jesus Christ,
0: (laughs) killing them or like, (laughs) (laughs) are you a hunter? Yeah, right. Okay, so this one is from Brazil, and falfeo, what the a with the accent over it? I don't, uh, I don't remember. I took Spanish, but this Brazil's Portuguese, I think. I don't remember. Anyways. Is a fictional character from the Brazilian children's TV series, Balaiu Magico. He was portrayed by the Brazilian actor and humorist, Oliver Passini. He became a hit among Brazilian kids in the early 1980s, the 80s, having his own TV show, discs, dolls, and many licensed products. All right, and I want you to look up this guy too. This is the ball sack. This is ball sack ball Chucky. Sack. <laughs> ball
1: ball sack, sack Chucky.
0: It's F-O-F-A-O Brazil. But also, there's a volleyball player by that same name. So specifically, put in children's show. <laughs> I'll wait.
1: I'm going. I'm going. Ew. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some some big old because
0: he's even got cheeks. the overalls on and stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely Chucky.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Right. The character's first appearance was in the morning children's television television program *Balão Magico in 1983 as a supporting character to a children's musical group however the character became very popular arriving to become one of the icons of Brazilian media during the 80s mainly due to high sales of a plush toy based on the character after the end of the original program in 1986 the character won a solo program in the same year returning to tv between 1994 and 1996 so he was created at the request of a TV Globo director who needed a child character for the program, which would debut in a few months, and any character that would be created would go on the air. This like actor had never worked with children and had no idea what to create, imagined various possibilities such as a dog, a pig, a clown, a teddy bear, an alien, and a human being. And after thinking, he decided to mix all of them together why and that's how would you he do got, that i don't know that's <laughs> how he got mad this character scientist. <laughs> literally like i was researching this and i it was like imagine a dog a pig a clown and an extraterrestrial all combined into one and that's what this is
1: you said it was brazil right like yeah maybe it's fucking Mang- Mangala from fucking uh the nazis bro who did those, those experiments on kids yeah
0: Which, according to him, was very ugly with disgusting appearance, as his head looked like it was an inverted foot. But he had a great heart and was very charismatic. You—that does
1: not—that does not look like a foot.
0: That is a ball sack, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, (laughs) just, just each each ball is just floating on either side of the nose there as cheeks.
1: Yeah, especially if he's an alien, like maybe that's that's where his balls are. Yeah,
0: maybe that's where he keeps them. Now here's where it gets creepy. Oh, I'm not the only one that compared it to Chucky. I didn't finish reading this. At the end of the 1980s, an urban legend about the plush toy of the character became quite controversial. The legend claimed that the doll had a knife inside of its body, supposedly meant for evil rituals and killing children. The doll had even been compared to Chucky from Child's Play. In recent years, the mystery was partially confirmed when it was revealed that the doll had a pointed hard plastic object as its spinal cord. Nasty. In 2016, the character was again popular on the internet when a group of street performers became a popular meme in Brazil. The group features several amateur artists dressed up as the fictional character, like Popeye, Captain America, Mickey Mouse, and Fofeo himself, a generic clown. Videos of the artist dancing and performing acrobatics on the streets were popular on YouTube and became a meme on the internet. The character was considered the most prominent character to be used by the artists, like a leader. However... The actor made a protest against the group, prohibiting the use of his character in political affairs. Some changes were made to the generic character from the group. And then on October 14th, 2016, the creator died of spleen cancer. Um, Yeah, I could see how people might think that that thing might have a knife spinal cord <laughs> that was made to be removed to kill children.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 1000%. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, you're next okay the next one that i have is tomorrow's pioneers tomorrow's pioneers is a palestinian children's television show the series was broadcast from 2007 to 2009 and featured young host sarah barhoom and her co-host a large costumed animal as they performed skits scenes and discussed life in palestine in a talk show fashion with call-ins from children typically nine to 13 years old some as young as three Presented in a children's educational format similar to such other preschool shows as Sesame Street or Barney and Friends, Tomorrow's Pioneers is highly controversial as it contains anti-Semitism, Islamism, anti-Americanism, and other anti-Western themes. On the show, Farfur, meaning mouse in Arabic, and is a direct knockoff of Mickey Mouse, has expressed controversial views. He has stated such things as, You and I are laying the foundation for a world led by Islamists, and we will return the Islamic community to its former greatness and liberate Jerusalem. God willing, liberate Iraq. God willing, and liberate all the countries of the Muslims invaded by the murderers. In episode 103, he simulates shooting an AK-47 and throwing grenades. In episode 105... Farfour is beaten to death during interrogation by an Israeli who is trying to acquire the key and title to the Telarabi, a fictional Palestine settlement which is occupied by Israelis and named, renamed to Tel Aviv. Farfour calls him a terrorist and is beaten to death. They also have other quotes such as, if your neighbor is a Jew, you should beat him things like that so this is more of like a real life scary show this is exactly how you create extremists either way like this could be a, a Christian show and they would be Christian extremists they do have they do be having those though yeah exactly
0: also there was a just this made me think about that it's not like an extremist show but there as an honorable mention there was a Japanese show where she wore like American or not American English. I'm not that I just said American because <laughs> I'm not that I know we don't hold corner English. Actually, I'm not even a huge fan of America. Um, <laughs> English yeah. signs on her body while she was dancing in Japanese. Cause some people couldn't read Japanese that said like, I love pussy and I love cock. Wow. Yeah. No, you can just like see the video. I, her name was like miss something. And she would just be dancing with these little Japanese children in a Japanese TV show and, like, have those little papers, like, pinned on her outfit. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This show even has a scene where, I guess, the Mickey Mouse character is caught speaking English. And he gets in big trouble for that. Like, it's very, 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 very anti-Western culture at all.
0: Well, yeah, they don't not a huge fan of us so <laughs> you know. I mean
1: that's fair but maybe don't like AK47s and grenades with Well, yeah that's a, like,
0: extremism yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah So my next one has made like top of all like scary TV characters and it's from the show Jigsaw Now The UK seemed to do the scariest of the scary. Like, if you look up, like, creepy TV shows that were made for kids, the UK did so many of them. Yeah. I feel bad for their kids in the 80s, because they had (laughs) the creepiest programs.
1: I think the Rimini Riddle might have been UK. UK or Australia. That
0: doesn't fucking surprise me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there was one I put on the back burner. I think it was called, like, Pippin or something like, what was it called? I don't remember, but... I ended up not doing that because there just wasn't a ton of information. It was basically just had a creepy, a really creepy character. Mm
1: -hmm. Also UK.
0: Oh yeah. it was called Pipkins. (coughs) Also UK. Yeah. Because there was a scary rabbit on it that people just fucking hated. And there was a (laughs) a scene where it was like, I'm going to talk to you about being naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and it had this like other puppet. So this puppet had a puppet of a guy like a a human, and it was like, have we been being naughty? We can be naughty together. It was like it was super fucking Ew, weird. Weird, no. but like you kind of have to watch the video, so it didn't translate well into talking about. But UK, there was another like I was watching this video of like top twenty, and it was like this one from the UK, and I was like, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> right,
1: I'm in that animals of Farthing Wood. I think it said it was a British French thing, British Canadian. British French, so yeah, they're they're crazy.
0: Y'all are just like getting y'all's kids ready to launch into the world. Like <laughs> we eat coddling too much over here, I guess we right, need some exactly. of that shit. <laughs> so this all the the song pff, I just started singing about being naughty. So this <laughs> oh show is called Jigsaw, but there was specifically this character called Mister Nosey Bonk that was just terrifying. So. Let's talk about him. So this show was just kind of about like puzzle solving and teaching kids lessons. And it wasn't like that big of a deal. And the show ran from 1979 until 1984, but there was a, sh- a character called Mr. Noseybonk, Bonk and he wore a suit and had a white mask You should look up this character too. Giant round eyes, a super eerie big grin, and his nose was like as big as a fucking eggplant. Like huge.
1: It's like Alex from A Clockwork Orange, but like a bigger nose. Bigger eyes.
0: It's yeah, he's super he's super spooky. And he would give clues about like the word of the day, but he was a mime. So he would never talk.
1: And mimes are super spooky anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was silent. And it would always just be to this theme music that he had. And it was very repetitive. So you just listened. And he just gave these weird little clues. But he just, like, had these staring eyes and this face that didn't move. And he was, he'd be chased a lot. It, it, I don't know. But it was not one thing that made this character, like, scary and but a bunch of children thought he was also scary but he wasn't in the show for very long like he wasn't like in at the whole runtime but he came back in pop culture so present day jigsaw the show is obviously done but mr nosy bonk has returned in a series of short internet sketches some of which are presented on youtube these are sketches and parodies of the original ones but they're terrifying so like people are basically bringing him back as like a creepy character or and like they they really are like kids that thought he was scary and nightmarish took those skits from when they were kids and they remade them to be actual nightmare fuel.
1: That's so fucked up. But like, get it out. Get all of your psychology on the paper.
0: Exactly. And some of the comments on the YouTube videos were like, I used to watch Nosy Bonk as a kid and I was five years old at the time. And when I was watching Nosy Bonk, I had a best friend who was like couldn't even watch it who would just cry the whole time and it scared the (laughs) shit out of me and like now that i'm reliving this like this seems more true to who the character is than whatever they were doing on tv (laughs) and there's also a story about nosy bonk on creepypasta so it's gotten all the way to creepypasta Apparently, this is a real email, but we all know that creepypasta, you know, can go one way or another, but apparently this is real. So this is from 2005, and the story is an entry written by Alfred Alfred White. His whereabouts are non-disclosed, but he was willing to send in an email in 2005 and was willing to share it with the public. So this is from a man named Alfred White who worked on the show. I worked as a lightboard operator alongside the production staff for the BBC television series Jigsaw from 1979 to 1984, so I was present throughout much of the show's airing. Clive Doig, now retired, was the director and writer. The show was hosted by Adrian Headley, a mime artist who performed several roles in the show, including a sinister character named Mr. Noseybonk, who was seen with a prominent nose, toothy grin, and offset circular eyes. Nosy Bonk always struck me as a somewhat frightening character, but I never openly opposed the idea since I wasn't entirely in charge of production. The show had an overall cheery mood and guided viewers in puzzle-solving skills, so the cast was friendly and inviting. There was never a moment I had dreaded my job. On May 31st, 1984, a week after the final episode had been aired, I was invited back into the studio by Clark Andrew, the set designer. After some time, he coaxed me into the viewing room despite the fact that full production of the show had stopped and most of the cast and crew were now packing up. He told me that he needed to air one final episode of the series before it was too late. I nodded, somewhat confused, but I did not question his motives. As usual, the screen started, the opening sequence began the episode, but by the end of the song, there was now nothing but complete darkness. What is this? I asked, what's going on? Clark looked at me with condescending stare and turned his attention back to the screen. Don't question it, just watch it, he responded. Suddenly there appeared Nosey Bonk, playing miniature golf, footage from a previous episode, but the film had been corrupted and appeared shoddy and was converted into vintage black and white. I remained silent, as did the audio of the film, and continued to watch nervously. Oddly, however, the video stopped abruptly and the tape was ejected. Clark motioned me back outside, locked the viewing room, and greeted me farewell. When he drove off, however, my curiosity got the best of me. I went back inside the studio, through the front door, and attempted to break down the viewing room door to no avail. One of the remaining cast members suddenly approached me from the corridor and offered to unlock it for me. There you go, she said. Don't forget to lock it on the way out. Now alone, I peeked inside and grabbed the tape off the topmost storage shelf. Before slipping in the VCR, I dusted it off. I sat near the door in case I needed to make a brief escape. The film started once again, as Clark had previously shown me, but it continued further after the supposed ending point. At this point, a faint humming began, but the film still remained quiet. The scene changed suddenly and showed Nosey at a dinner table in a dimly lit room, a knife sitting alongside him on the table. Nosey looked into the screen briefly before setting his head down on the table. The film remained this way for a good 30 seconds before it switched to a new scene in which Nosy Bonk was now seen disproportionately hopping backwards in a sack. Another scene merged with it, but I could not make out what it was, except that I could somewhat see Nosy Bonk's mask. Murmuring began, and some faint screams could be heard. A quick flash of one of the cast members' faces appeared before the film ended. The tape ejected. I was relieved, but sat idle in my chair for well over a few minutes. When I had mustered the strength to physically grab the tape, I tossed it into a trash bin nearby, ran out of the performing studio, and drove off. I never returned, not e- not ever. I told my wife about the incident, but she was mostly skeptical. I have since decided to disclose the information regarding the issue and have experienced what I would call normal life. The episode allegedly aired thereafter on a very obscure channel that was only available in localized areas, so as a result, went relatively unnoticed. In 2009, a video containing the episode was uploaded briefly to YouTube, but was removed the next day. In an internet discussion in 1995, claims were made that an alternate version of the series altogether may exist. The proposed set designer, Clark Andrew, was reportedly one of the few who remained in the studio after each filming. Tapes labeled with peculiar codes were also set to be found in Clark's office, but were apparently discarded. He disappeared without a trace in 1985, the following year. Subsequently, another corrupted episode was reported to have been uploaded to a media site under an MP4 file. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's not believable because it wasn't that creepy. Like, a scream looking into the camera. That seems like Mm -hmm. somebody would have done as a joke. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, what's so creepy and weird? Like, why make alternate versions? Is it, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. why? what's so special about this children's show what's so creepy about it you know
1: sold your soul to the devil to make it right <laughs> like why <laughs> why
0: is it so creepy like i'm not saying that's not weird but like that's that guy's clearly was freaked out but like why you know what i mean mm-hmm. like right i just i just don't get it but it's a little spooky
1: yeah jeez All right, the next one I have is less spooky and more funny, I guess. But I just had to share with you guys. This is Bliss Och Kaz. I'm sorry, I'm going to say that, like, bad. Loosely translated from Swedish as wee-wee and poo-poo. With initials B and K notably swapped for apparent creative purposes, making them sound like characters. It's a Swedish educational TV show explaining to children their bodily functions. The show features a pile of poo, a stream of urine, a talking butt, a vagina, and a wrapping penis. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Proceed. No, that that was it. That was very tiny. I just had to share with you guys. Yes. And you can look up pictures. It's the people in suits as poop and pee and stuff.
0: Will you spell it?
1: B-L-I-S-S space O-C-H space K-A-J-S. Got it.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, mad props for telling kids that, like, this stuff's cool, but um, a wrapping penis?
0: Where's the penis?
1: What do you mean? It was, like, all over. Look, look at it images. It was there.
0: Oh, that's the penis? Yeah. That looks like a banana.
1: No, no, no. That's the urine.
0: That's, that's the, urine the urine stream. Produced. Oh, I see a butt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, kudos. Cause I think that kids need to more learn how to like actually say the real words too, you know, because it helps with lots of things. Somebody made yeah. little little claymations of them. Yeah. That's adorable. But, like,
1: what do you put on your resume? Like I was the stream of
0: urine. (laughs) An actor. Like (laughs) (laughs) This was Swedish. Yes. I fucking love Sweden, bro. Yeah. If I leave the United States, that's where I'm going. Like I've already said that. I've already decided that, but I'm going to Sweden. Now
1: you're set because that was the thing. Yeah. That was
0: the thing. I'm going to watch episodes. That's how I'm going to learn Swedish, is that show. (laughs) By watching that. Well, because they say that one of the best ways to learn a language is by watching their children's shows. Like, from the ground up. Like, that's how they learn. That's how you learn language, is by watching.
1: That's smart. I didn't even think of that. Because they always talk about, like, soap operas and shit. And I'm like, that seems difficult. But kids' shows make
0: sense. Watch the little baby shows. Yeah. Watch (laughs) (laughs) pee-pee-poo-poo.
1: Yeah, exactly. You'll, You'll at least know that much. You'll be like, I have to do number one number two
0: yeah no I'm gonna accidentally say like I need to pee vagina like
1: (laughs) right exactly something like that
0: (laughs) so I have one more and y'all are all gonna know this show but I have to talk about it because it scared the absolute bejesus out of me (laughs) when I was a kid and it still is so unsettling to me I was actually watching like little episode recaps of this show last night on YouTube and it was all like flooding back to me because I would watch this show when I was a kid, but like kind of half heartedly, you know, and I was like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then like some of the episodes that it was recapping, I was like, uh-huh. Yep, I remember that one. <laughs> Courage, the cowardly dog. Kristen, you might have been you might have missed this show by a few years. Did you watch this?
1: I have heard of it and okay. I've seen like the pictures, so I know who I know the dog, but no, I never watched it.
0: You should watch a couple episodes of this because like the first, the pilot episode was one of the scariest ones to me. And it's a play off of Psycho. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. It's a play off of like Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. It's called A Night at the Cat's Motel. And that was one of the scariest ones to me. And I remember a few of the episodes being particularly like disturbing. And as a kid, like this aired on Cartoon Network, I think in like the early 2000s, yeah. Yeah. For four years in the early two thousands. And it was just so there's one that was like particularly scary because they found, they find like a plate stolen from ancient Ramses in Egypt and he comes back and haunts them and says, put it back or I will send my curse. And he does. And it's like, it's, it's actually like, these were really creepy, but like one of the ones I remember specifically is season one episode, one, a night at the cat's motel and they go, so it's the dog, I, I'm sure most of you know, but it's the dog and then his owner Muriel and owner Eustace and they, the the dog is always like getting them out of these horrifying situations, even though he's terrified. But the the first episode was they go to this motel and it's the, the wallpaper's peeling off and the wall, like, but the cat, this cat owns this motel and like the he they he's trying to feed them to his giant spiders i think like it's it's horrifying shit yeah it's and then there's one where like hold on i have to i'm trying to remember because i like blocked these things out (laughs) yeah he's been harvesting radioactive spiders who eat human beings and so he lures them there and this case he wants them to eat Muriel and Eustace and courage has to save them. He's always saving them. And that was like the first one right out the gate. (laughs) And there was one where it was called the house of discontent in season two. And it's like this floating, like wizard of Oz type head basically, but it actually, he had like black eyes, black lips, and it actually like teaches kids about the dystopian future of climate change jesus yeah and then there's one called the mask where it talks about abusive relationships and like domestic abuse and i gotta show (laughs) bro (laughs) bro it's fucked up and actually pretty scary especially like put yourself in the mind of like a seven-year-old or whatever and this absolutely completely unprompted this thing in a mask with giant eyes completely blank stare just starts violently beating courage out of nowhere just shows up at his house and beats him and then you find out her best friend is in a relationship with this gangster that beats her like it's insane
1: jesus
0: dude so yeah and then i there's also an exorcist parody (laughs) where muriel his owner gets possessed by a demon possessed mattress that they buy And her skin turns green and her eyes turn red and her head literally turns around so many times that it falls off her body.
1: Oh my God. For real kids show.
0: Yes. It was on Cartoon Network. Wow. Like when I was a kid, like I watched it with my brother when we were kids. Like it was a supposed to be a scary kids show. Yeah. So you (laughs) should watch it. Like it was on Cartoon Network. So I'm sure it's on some sort of streaming service, you know?
1: It says HBO Max has it. See? Yeah, I think I'm going to watch it.
0: You should. You should definitely watch it because it, like, I didn't really particularly like it, but I think part of it was because it made, it was so unsettling to me. Like, it made me so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And also, like, Courage was kind of annoying to me because he just always was, like, running around screaming. But also, like, part of it was probably, yeah, probably, I was probably spooked, like, also like they did an exorcist parody and you can <sighs> yeah it started airing in 1996 and ended in 2002 and there yeah. are 52 episodes and i think each one of them has like two episodes like they're short you oh, okay. know yeah yeah and it, ugh. like the it's last also... one is called like perfect where someone's trying to tell him like to be like that he'll never be perfect and this like disembodied like fetus comes to him in a dream it's so fucking wild bro
1: (laughs) jesus christ it sounds more like fucking uh adult swim
0: yeah except it's not
1: it's also on hulu if anybody else is interested to watch it
0: Hmm. i'm going to now Like, I need to revisit it as, like, someone that loves horror and is an adult and, like, uh-huh. didn't really watch it all as a kid. Because I remember a few entire... I feel like there was also one where you had to, like, go to the underworld or something. But I may be making that up.
1: I mean, it sounds like you're probably not. <laughs> like, there's probably something. I'm.
0: Um, I, yeah, I mean... There's a bunch of fan theories, too, about about this. Like... I mean, there, I'm looking at an image right now where he's standing in the middle of, like, a bunch of flames. So maybe I'm not making that up. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, if y'all watch Kurt's Cowardly Dog and it was upsetting to you, let me know. Because, <laughs> oh, my God. But it was, I think it was a good show. But maybe it's because it's so highly rated because all of us as adults are going back and saying that it was a good show. Right. You know. Do you have one more? I don't remember. Yeah, I got one more. Okay, go ahead.
1: All right, and my last one is The Adventures of Mark Twain. The Adventures of Mark Twain is a 1985 stop-motion animated fantasy film inspired by the works of author Mark Twain, and one scene makes it a very disturbing cartoon, especially for children. The plot follows Twain as he attempts to keep his appointment with Haley's Comet. He's accompanied by his iconic characters Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, and Becky Thatcher, Eventually, the film takes an excerpt from the story The Mysterious Stranger, which sees Satan interact with the trio of kids. The devil begins by showing the children how to create their own little world, and how it can be destroyed by the awful violence of mankind. It's a rather disturbing moral for kids in its own right. When you execute it with disturbing stop-motion animation, it becomes a thousand times more haunting. The short film was eventually pulled from network TV due to the disturbance to children
0: satan's not wrong though
1: it's really creepy i watched the whole thing it's only about that segment it's only about five minutes long and they have it online you guys should check it out it's super creepy
0: any tv show that includes satan and children i'll probably let my children watch if i ever have them jesus hey satanism is neat okay But then again, the people that are actually making TV shows with Satan and kids don't actually believe in actual Satanism. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you should look up all of these shows. There are clips of them on YouTube and let us know what you think was the creepiest, because I'm very interested to know. Especially like I also want to know what your creepiest Courage the Cowardly Dog episode was, because I guarantee most of you have seen it. And I want to (laughs) know, because also we need to tell Kristen which ones to watch
1: yeah absolutely actually you
0: should probably just watch all of them but (laughs) i'm I'm going to yeah because also it's like one of those shows where it's like yeah it was aired on cartoon network but like as a parent like if your kid had nightmares it could have been because of courage the cowardly dog (laughs) so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this haunted happy hour we really appreciate you being here hopefully you know where to find us by now the socials are the extra sisters podcast twitter is at the extra sisters and you can hang out with us on patreon at patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast
1: Until next time, stay creepy.